M A I N M U M U Main Menu Main Menu Welcome to Main Menu for January 30th, 2010. I'm Jamie Pauls. This week, Shane Jackson of the Blind World Blog and Podcast talks to us about his job as an Apple specialist and much more. That's coming up on this edition of Main Menu. We, the Main Menu team, would love to hear from you, the listener. You can drop us an email by sending a message to mainmenu at acbradio.org. That's mainmenu.acbradio.org. You can also call the Main Menu comment line at 206-338-7823. That's 206-338-7823. To find out what's coming up each week on Main Menu, Follow Main Menu on Twitter by going to www.twitter.com slash mainmenu. That's www.twitter.com slash mainmenu. You can also find out what's happening on Main Menu by joining the ACB Radio announce list or the ACB Radio friends list. To join the announce list, send a blank message to announce-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's announce-subscribe at acbradio.org. To join the ACB Radio friends list, send a blank message to friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. You can subscribe to a weekly podcast of Main Menu shows at http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org slash rss.php. That's http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org slash rss.php. Finally, visit the Main Menu website at http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org. That's http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org. This week we're visiting with Shane Jackson of the Blind World Blog and Podcast on Main Menu. And the last time, Shane, you were on Main Menu, you weren't really on Main Menu. Um, we actually, you were gracious enough to let us use a podcast that you did on Syrinx. So, uh, glad that I appreciated you, you using that, man. That was cool. That was really, uh, uh, really uh, a nice bit of work that you and the guys did. Uh, of course, I, that was really when we really started kind of covering Twitter um, a little bit more in detail, and we had just talked about a couple of other Windows applications, so it was really great to be able to add some uh, a Mac perspective in there. So It was strange, because that whole last couple of months before the iPhone came out, um, <clears throat> you know, we were all still using Windows Mobile, and we got all fascinated with Twitter clients. So we started using Twikini, and several others, and all of a sudden we did Syrinx, and we did, oh, I don't know, several other guys did Twitter Phone and several more. The podcast just went nuts from about April to about July on Twitter, and then you guys picked it up and went with it. And uh, so, yeah, it, it was rather fun. <laughs> it's rather funny that there were so many Twitter podcasts, but I'm glad because, you know, a lot of Mac users don't know a lot about Twitter, and a lot of Windows users don't know a lot about Twitter, so... 
and I, I don't know if you're finding this. I find that I, it's pretty much almost replaced email lists for me. I'm I'm off of all email lists. I don't belong to any blindness-related email list at present, except ViMac Audio, which is visual visually impaired Mac audio users. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only one I and and that's about a five email a day list, if that. Sometimes it's two, three. So yeah, you're right. Uh, Twitter. Man, if you want to find out what's happening, skip the email list. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the reason that I wanted to visit with you this week, among others, there's actually several things happening right now that we can probably talk about. But uh, you recently went to work for Apple. And if I have the title correct, you're an Apple Care Specialist. Is that right? I am actually an Apple Specialist. Not, not an Apple Care Specialist. I'm an Apple Specialist. And what, what we do is we are on the floor where when you come in, we are the ones who assist you from start to finish. Okay. So we assist you if you need a personal shopping, which means if you want to come in and look at stuff for an hour, uh, we assist you in the purchase. We assist you in the maintenance if we can. Uh, with the first level of defense, when you walk in and a product's not working, we take a look at it. Can we fix it? If not, we send it to the Mac geniuses. Um, and uh, they take care of you, but we are your we are the first people you see, um, especially after as of the last couple of weeks. Because uh, when you when you walked in the Apple Store up until the beginning of this year, you'd meet the concierge, and the concierge would send you to wherever you needed to go. For instance, do you need a specialist? Do you need a Mac genius? Do you need a creative specialist? You know, what do you need? Mm-hmm. Now we don't have the Office of concierge, if you will, all the specialists have taken on the job of concierge as well, which means all the concierges were trained as specialists again. In other words, they started off as specialists, but they went up to concierge. Well, now they not only do that, we're all equal is what I'm saying, and and we're all known as Apple specialists. Okay. So how did you – well, how did you land the job, or what made you start thinking about working for Apple? I've been in the computer industry since 1990 as a, a volunteer slash business owner slash business worker slash whatever. <clears throat> um, I took my first computer apart in 1990. That was an old Apple IIe, and uh, I've been I've been involved with with technology, uh, adaptive technology, ever since. And when I when I when I switched to the 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 Mac. I said I would love to work for these people, and I would love to see what I can do to better the lives of blind people using Macs, mm-hmm. and not only Macs but computers in general. Because for me, the Mac is the most creative, productive experience I've ever had, computer-wise. And that that's what led me to seek a job. Now, did I think a country boy from Alabama would ever get a job at Apple? <laughs> no, sir. Mm-hmm. No, sir. I, uh-uh, not me. Uh, no, I'm just a humble little blind boy here in the Birmingham area. And they, I, I you know, people kept, you know, urging me on, come on, man, do it. 
And finally, I went up there and I applied. I, I applied at both stores in Alabama, Birmingham and Huntsville. Mm-hmm. It wasn't two weeks later, August 12th at 4.19 p.m., I believe it was, that I got an email from a lady at Apple in charge of hiring here at the Birmingham store. Sir, we're looking for part-time specialists. Would you be interested in coming to a career seminar we're having? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's how it began on September the uh, 9th. I think it was the 9th. Yes. No. Yes, the 9th. I got a call. I'm sorry, 8th, September 8th. I got a call, and, and uh, she said, I'd like to invite you to work for Apple. What do you think about that? <laughs> I was I was just dumbfounded. And, and and excited doesn't do it justice. Right. And so on September the 12th, I filled out the paperwork, and Apple hired me, and uh, um, that's where I am. I remember your Twitter posts as that was as you were leading up to that, and I mean, you know, it was obvious that you were excited, that you were looking forward to it, and I, I remember. You went in for a training, I think it was on a Sunday. Is that right? That's correct. Wow. How'd that go? What, what was that like? <clears throat> what we did, actually, actually, I went in on a training on a Saturday, Saturday and Sunday. Okay. What they did is we did a lot of role playing. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of video watching. And these were described videos in that they were they had a lot of audio with them. Not not I don't mean you know, like descriptive video. Right. What I mean is they were videos you can follow um, because they are, they, they had a lot of, of, of audio. So we did that. We did, you had to learn what a specialist was, what a creative specialist was, what a Mac genius is, what a, you know, manager is, what a, you know, the different parts of the store, the red zone, the back, the front side, mm-hmm. what each, each part of the store does. And we spent a couple of days doing that. And then we spent several days actually in the back of the store just learning how everybody functioned and how everybody worked. And then we actually began to shadow a specialist out on the floor and follow them around for a few weeks. And then they put us out on our own once they figured we were ready. And each person did it on their own accord. Mm-hmm. We had a few that, you know, we went a few days and started out on our own. It took some, a few weeks more. It, it didn't matter. They were really, the people at Apple were very gentle with us. They were very understanding. They were very kind. Um, they did not want to hear about the blindness factor. Um, that's something that they did not want to focus on. I attempted, you know, because I've been in a sighted world long enough to know that sometimes you got to sort of pump it. Yeah, I'm blind. I've been blind, you know. Well, every time I did that with Apple people, they would stop me and say, hey, you know what? We don't care about that. Wow. You're, you're an employee at this company. You, you happen to have, you happen to have uh, a blindness issue, and uh, we're not going to focus on that. Hmm. So be blind all you want to, but... You're an Apple employee. You're going to get treated like a like a member of the team. Yeah. And they've never deviated. And I I, I put that in quotes. Never right. deviated from that. I've never been treated like a uh, 
stereotypical blind person at the Apple store. Never. Wow. Not by an employee. By sure. customers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I was going to ask you about that. Um, you know, what what kind of reactions have you gotten from customers who walk in and there's this blind dude meeting them at the front door with a white cane, I assume? It, 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 it varies from the absolute rude to the over-emphatic, uh, gushing, oh, what a beautiful blind boy. <laughs> oh, that blind boy's working for Apple. You, you know what I'm saying? Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. From that all the way down to the absolute ignored, rush over to where the next specialist is. Wow. I've actually been physically pushed out of the way. Mm-hmm. I've actually been insulted. And I got to tell you, when the Apple people find out about this, you know, the store people, yeah, they go nuts. Really? You better be glad I wasn't standing there when that happened to you, you know, or yeah. whatever. I mean, they, they, ooh, yeah. Apple, Apple does not appreciate that. And they don't like it mm-hmm. uh, one bit when that happens. Hmm. And I appreciate that. You know, they, they, I'm one of the team and it would be that way if a sighted person were insulted. You know, they, they get angry. Right. You don't insult our specialists like that. We're there to help you. We don't get commission or whatever. We're we're there to help you. Yeah. We're not there for our benefit. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I suppose one of the things you had to do is pretty much learn every nook and cranny of the store. I mean, you know your way, obviously, and I, I, I say that quite literally. You know your way around that store then. Right. You're correct. Yeah, yeah, and you were right. I use a white cane. I use a fold-up uh, Ambutech. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes I use my little California cane just because it's lighter. Right. But, yeah, when I need to get around the store, I I actually got some of the guys at the store to um, put some little Velcro labels on the table, like table one, table two, table three. Well, that's cool. So I would know where they were. Like there's one dot, you know, up under the table beside the leg, you know, where nobody's going to see it. Right. You just right. walk by the table and slip your hand up, slip your finger under there. And if you're in the short aisles, you know, the vertical aisles going down the store, mm-hmm. you see the soft side, excuse me, the hard side of the of the Velcro. If you're going down the big, long, horizontal aisles, you see the sh- the um, the soft parts of the dot because you know Velcro has two parts, right? Soft strip and a hard strip. Yep. Hard strip on the short aisles, soft strip on, on, on the big long aisles, and so I just march right down the shore. Yeah. And they were good enough to do that. That's excellent. Yeah. I didn't even I didn't even have to ask them to do that. I just suggested it might be an idea. I walked in the next Monday and there they were. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was just absolutely amazing that they would do that. Yeah, yeah. Now, when you're uh, d- demonstrating items, I mean, I, I kind of laugh as I, as I say this. My wife, when she finds something that visually captures her attention, she kind of goes quiet on me. And I know that she's just totally captivated. I mean, do you find customers doing that sometimes? They're looking at the screen. They're seeing something cool. And you kind of almost have to say, "Hey, you know what? What? What are you looking at here?" Or you know, I do. Uh, except I, I'll ask them something like, "Are you enjoying? You know, do you like that screen? Or do you like the? Can I show you this?" And I'll move over and show them 
how voiceover works right there or show them like a lady freaked out when I showed her how to do iPhoto and she's like, you're blind. I'm like, yeah, but in Mac OS 10, the menus are so uniform that I was able to show her the basics of iPhoto by just using the menus and she bought a Mac. Wow. And she, she later sent feedback, you know, to the store saying a blind guy convinced me to buy a Mac by showing me iPhoto, you know, it's like, whoa, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, they do get distracted. And when they do, I will help another customer if there's a quickie. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody walks by and says, sir, could you tell me where the iPhone cases are? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll help another customer. And they don't think anything about it. They're busy. And then when they need to ask a question, I'm standing right there. So sure. you do a little multitasking. One of the things, I mean, the at this point, the only thing I've had the opportunity to play with is an iPod um, Touch. I actually bought one for my wife for Christmas, uh, and uh, I got the 32 gig model, obviously. So, um, because I help her load stuff on the computer or on the iPod, she's not as interested in doing that, and I don't mind it. Um, It's funny that my Nano is now old school technology. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember? Do you remember when we were we were so excited about the Nano and? Blind World came out with how to use your iPod Nano with voiceover. You know, oh, it's yeah. like, wow. And now yeah. it's like, Nano? No. Nah, you're Not me. Nah, exactly. No way. But one of the things that kind of, it, it's a bit of a mind blower at first, but it's, and I've actually said this on previous main menu shows, so if people are listening, they'll know I'm repeating myself a little, but that's okay, is that um, the documentation is the same for blind people and sighted people. That's correct. I mean, Abs- that is absolutely correct. Yeah, as like a novel. I mean, it, and it took me a while to because I kept thinking, okay, where's the blind people documentation for this thing? There's not any because <laughs> you don't need any. Exactly. And I'm going to tell you something else too. And I wish people would do this more on any platform. Yeah. If you go to Google and do a search in question form, you know, how do I do this? How do I do that? Yep. You would not believe the wealth of information that immediately pops up when you do that. It's absolutely amazing. Apple, Windows, Linux. Yeah, that is it, true. Yeah. And, and you're right. The the natural language questions, if you just form your your queries that way, uh, you tend to get a lot less garbage. I mean, Exactly. I, yeah, sure. That's, that's true. Today, we have, of course, the announcement of the iPad. We do. And uh, that looks to be an exciting thing. And, of course, you know, reading the Twitter post, there was the, is voiceover on it? And, of course, when you look in the technical specifications, well, yes, as a matter of fact, it is. And all of us in Apple land, we're sitting here going, (laughs) because you already know that the tablet is using the iPhone OS. Right. Well, any iPhone OS after version 3 you know, running on a 3GS mm-hmm. is going to have voiceover. Yep. Apple doesn't go back once it's got accessibility in the product. It's not going to go back and remove it. So I had to I had to sort of chuckle. And please understand, we didn't know anything about the iPad before you did. Right. Uh, we weren't told uh, either. Well, what we what we usually say is, if it's not on Apple.com, we don't talk about it because mm-hmm. we don't know. About it. I mean, we had people coming in asking us, what about that new tablet? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You will know before we do. As a matter of fact, if I had been at work 
you guys would have found out hours before I did. Yeah. Unless somebody at the Apple store came running up and told me. But anyway, um, yeah, of course voiceover was going to be on it. It's running the iPhone iPod OS, which is a mini version of Mac OS X. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, voiceover's on it. Will everything be accessible? Well, everything on the iPhone pretty much is, down to the camera. Mm, yeah. I, I don't know if everything will be accessible with voiceover. I'm not going to speculate. Right. Um, number one, because I do work for Apple, and number two, because I have no clue. Sure. I would assume that since it's iPhone OS or iPod OS, whatever, mm-hmm. that voiceover will work just like it has in the past. And I can't say any more than that, but to say excited is 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 really understating it for me. I I I think it's gonna be a neat, neat product because a lot of us who take our MacBooks on vacation with us or uh, to the office or traveling with us aren't going to need them mm-hmm. because the, the iPad is going to do what we need it to do. I mean, it's going to have, it's got an external keyboard, you know, with the keyboard dock and who knows what they're going to use that keyboard dock for, Yeah, you know, and, and what peripherals will work with that. I don't know. I haven't seen the thing. I don't even know. I've, I've got an idea from listening at Leo Laporte, just like you do. Right. Um, but other than that, I don't know. I mean, I can tell you Leo was excited, and to get Leo excited is pretty, you know, it, it's got to be pretty good. Cause yeah. Leo's seen pretty much everything. Yeah, exactly. And he, and he liked it. I mean, he said, you know, it's an iPod on steroids, which is, uh, that's okay. That's a pretty good description. I don't know if the ebook reader is going to be accessible. I don't know if the iBooks is going to be accessible. I have no idea. Right. I pray that it is. Yeah. Because, again, those of us who take a little MacBook everywhere we go are now going to have our little tiny keyboard, which is it, the one that we have at the store. It looks like a little Bluetooth keyboard. I'll, I'll just use Bluetooth keyboard if I can or the little store-bought one. Right. Uh, it, it looks like a keyboard on a 13-inch MacBook or MacBook Pro. I just slap that in my little iPad into a, you know, sleeve and go, man. I don't sure. need a laptop. Uh, we won't know for a couple of months because it's supposed to ship in sixty days. Okay, I I didn't realize. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to ship in sixty days, and then the three G model is probably going to ship a month later. Mm-hmm. That's what they're saying because you know there is a wireless and a three G model. Yeah. And the wireless will will I mean the three G model will have wireless. It'll just have You'll be able to use your 3G connection, so you won't need an air card or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And there are two plans. A $14.99 plan gives you 250 meg per month. $29.99 plan, which is double, gives you unlimited data per month. So uh, that ain't too shabby. Yeah, I can't wait till they start showing them in the store. I'm sure that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's. Uh, I, I bet. I you know I, I'm sure that not only are people amazed when you demonstrate how to use a MacBook, but when you pick up an iPod uh, Touch or whatever and start using the touch screen, that probably really kind of causes people to kind of take a step back too, doesn't it? Yeah, I found some blind people are ambivalent when somebody says, "Man, that's amazing." You know, they get all upset. But oh. what you have to understand is sighted people don't have a clue about where we are exactly with technology. They don't have the slightest 
idea right. what we can do. So a, a lady walks in. I'll give you an example. If you don't mind, I'll tell you a little story about the store, since that's what you're asking about. Absolutely. And it, and it will illustrate the point you just made. Lady walks in, and she says, hi, um, I'm having trouble with my iPhone. I don't guess you can help me. It's visual. Yeah. I said, well, ma'am, there's a pretty good chance I probably won't be able to because usually when somebody brings an iPhone in like that, it is for the geniuses. Mm -hmm. And I said, what's the matter? She said, well, it has come up and nothing's on the screen but the Apple logo. And I said, ah, ha, ha. Ma'am, can I see your iPhone just a second? Sure. Have you reset it? Oh, yes, sir. I've turned it on and off. I said, no, ma'am. Have you reset it? Have you held down the home and the power button until the Apple logo flashes again? No, sir. I said, okay, ma'am, I'm going to hold down the home button and the power button. Tell me when the Apple logo pops up. Well, it, it goes through its turning off cycle, yeah. and then all of a sudden it boots back up, and here comes the Apple logo. There it is. So I let go, and I say, okay, here you go, ma'am. It's you and I stand here and wait about 30 to 40 seconds. What's going to happen? It's just showing the Apple logo. I said, just hold on. About 45 seconds later, it pops up, and she said, oh, my screen's back. <laughs> my home screen. Here yeah. come all my icons. Oh, my goodness, great. How did you do that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I said, yeah, that's all there is. I said, next time it happens, which it probably won't happen again. It right. happens once or twice a year. Um, if it does, I mean, it's a machine. It's going to, it's going to, you know, uh, it, it ain't the powerhouse your Mac is. All right. It's going to, it's going to lock down. And when it does, you just hold home and power down and wait. And up it comes. And another guy walked in and he said, my iPhone, everything is oversized. So somehow you'd gotten the magnification on. Hmm. Well, I just took his iPhone and did a triple tap with three fingers. Boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. And there goes his uh, iPhone back to normal. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. I drove all the way from Coleman, which is an hour north of here, yeah. for this. And it took you, you know, five seconds yeah. to fix it. I said, well, sir, walk right across the street to Romano's Italian Grill and just eat yourself silly. <laughs> I said, because you're not going to be spending any time in the Apple store. That's and, funny. And, and these guys walked out happy customers. Point being, a blind guy was able to help them, and they weren't able to focus for overlong on the blind thing. Yeah. I solved their issue. Right. And thankfully, that's all they were concerned about. Yeah. Now, I do get the customers at time, how long have you been blind? What caused your blindness? Which I don't mind because that customer goes home and sends feedback to Apple saying, I had a wonderful experience with so-and-so, would do it again. Right. And so you just have to let them do that. And some of these blind people wouldn't do that. They'd get angry and tell them off, and you don't want to do that. No. They don't know, they don't know where you are. Right. And the next time they come in, they don't ask you those questions. Ah, that's a good point. I've had return customers, and they come in, I'd like to buy this, I'd like to buy that, and I'd like you to help me. Pretty soon you're on a first-name basis. Absolutely. Hey, Shane, what's up? Yeah. They sure do. Of course, I wear a name tag so they can see my first name anyway, walk in, hey, Shane, how are you? Yep. Uh, I've had several return customers come back and buy for themselves or for relatives or 
buy other things and it, it's just been a it's been a very positive experience not a perfect experience but a positive experience right right well i you know i suppose it doesn't matter what job you have there are days when it's it's a job you know and it's uh yeah you're ready you're ready to go home exactly yeah you're ready to go home i'm the secretary in the uh, greater birmingham chapter of the acb Plug that while we're on ACB radio. Absolutely, you betcha. Um, I'm secretary. I served as president for two years, and I was elected secretary for no. I served as president for four years. I beg your pardon. Okay. And now I've been elected secretary for another two-year term. So, uh, also the secretary for the Alabama State Convention of the Blind uh, Council of the Blind. Uh, so you know, yesterday I told my. Uh, manager at Apple. I said, look, I got a buddy coming in to work the last three hours of my shift. So I got to go to an ACB meeting. She said, well, okay. Do you, is it, has it been approved? I said, yes, ma'am, it has. Mm-hmm. And so they're very workable. They understand your situation. And, you know, right now I'm still part-time. I haven't been bumped up to full-time yet. So it's a little bit more l- leisurely. Right. But you still, if somebody will take your shift, they'll, you can still do that even full-time. So I was able to go to the ACB meeting last night, record the meeting, and I'll have the minutes ready for the next month. And we're keeping the ACB alive down here in Birmingham. That's excellent. That's Absolutely, excellent. yeah. So when it comes time to close a deal and make that sale, um, uh, is all of the uh, the software um, accessible? Um, it is. Um, I actually don't use it because I use hearing aids, and my hearing aids aren't working very well with the Bluetooth on the iPod for some reason, and we haven't been able to figure that out. However, the new iPod, uh, the, the EasyPay Touch system that they're using is accessible, and it is excellent if they could ever just fix the Bluetooth lag. There's like a lag, mm-hmm. a 10-second lag for when you hit something to get the voiceover feedback. It's, huh. not that, it's not that way on the iPhone. Huh. For some reason, it is on the iPod Touch, and we don't know what it is. So what they do is when I pay a customer out, I get them to bring the computer out to the customer, mm-hmm. and I shake the customer's hand, thank them, and the guy walks them to back to the point of sale, you know, the cash register back there, right. and they pay out and walk out with their computer. Okay. And, and they give me credit, you know, for the sale. Sure. So it, it works out very, very nicely. Now, when that Bluetooth issue is fixed, if it ever is, yeah. I'll be able to use the easy pay system because it is accessible. Um, I was actually able to sit in the back and, you know, do the little barcode scanner and tally up the things and do the, the whole, uh, checkout. Wow. And, uh, so it's accessible. I just prefer the POS method because it's easier for me and I don't have to wear my Bluetooth device mm-hmm. and I can just go on with the you know, next customer Excellent. Uh, in the confidence that the gentleman from the back, has already got the lady or the guy uh, back to the cash register, and they're getting a computer. Sure. They're, 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 it, it works out wonderfully. Nobody's ever had a problem with it, and uh, it's just great. Now, occasionally I'll get somebody walk up and say, do you have an easy pay? I'm like, nope. Okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. I'll just direct them. I'll find another, find another blue. Sure. If we wear blue shirts, you know, find another blue, and, and it'll take care of you. So if I ever had some money and I was going to buy a MacBook, what is the difference between a MacBook and a MacBook Pro? Well, a MacBook is plastic. It's a polycarbonate. It's a very hard plastic. You can hear my Mac as I knock on it. The MacBooks Pro, and I say that correctly, MacBooks 
Pro okay. are all metal. Mm. They weren't, but they are now. They're all metal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they all have a unibody design. In other words, they all look the same. Right. Metal or plastic, they look the same. They're very thin. They have an internal battery that's not replaceable, which people get upset about that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. The battery's guaranteed to last five years. Yeah. You're not going to keep a laptop longer than three, five years. That's pretty much, mine's going on three, and I'm ready to replace it, you know. A MacBook is not as upgradable as a MacBook Pro. You really don't want to change the hard drive out in a MacBook. It's 250 gig, mm-hmm. and uh, the RAM is 2 gig. You can upgrade that to 4. And frankly, at 999 the little Mac is actually better than the 1199 MacBook Pro. Okay. For, for real. Uh, it's got the same processor, same RAM, bigger hard drive. So, I mean, you're getting a better deal unless you just need the backlit keys or the metal body or the SD card slot, which the MacBook doesn't have. But my goodness, you can go out here and buy a card reader for 10 bucks. Exactly. So what I tell people, hey, upgrade the MacBook for $9.99 for $100 extra. Upgrade it to 4, meg, 4 gigs of RAM, you know, $10.99. Goodness gracious. you got a powerhouse made out of a hard, resilient plastic that isn't going to mess up. Right. And you got four gigs of RAM. you got a 2.26 gigahertz dual-core processor. That's about a three-point-something single-core. If it were single-core, it'd be about a 3.2, 3.3. You know, it's, it's huge. Mm-hmm. you got four gigs of DDR3 RAM going at, I think, uh, 1,067, something like that bus. It, it's fast. Mm-hmm. So you got an ultra fast little computer for, you know, thousand bucks or eleven hundred bucks if you upgrade the RAM. Very good. Wow. And what's neat about Apple is if you want them to upgrade the RAM, they'll do it right there in the store. It'll take them about twenty minutes longer, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but they'll take it apart and put the RAM in it and set it back up, and you walk out with it in about twenty minutes. Cool. Yeah. So that those are the basic differences. Voiceover runs equally well on any of them. Right. Uh, so. Now, I have heard some statements that maybe VoiceOver is a little less responsive on a Mac Mini. Because of the because of the old Mac Mini didn't have the power that the MacBooks have, and because the Mac Mini has to have a monitor hooked up. If you don't have a monitor hooked up, Mac Mini kind of gets sluggish on you because it's looking for somewhere to send the video to. Okay. And it doesn't know. So what we do to solve that issue is we hook a little null adapter on there, to make it think it's sending it out the port. So, for instance, you go buy a mini display to VGA adapter and bang, you solve the problem. It thinks it's sending the video out. Gotcha. And it didn't. So you fool it. Or you simply hook it up to a monitor, which right. you probably want to do anyway. Sure. And just a little 13 inch or whatever. If you got a sighted person that might help you if something were to happen. Right. Um, <clears throat> and anyway, you no, know, the new Mac minis are just as fast. As a as a laptop, they're they're powerful. They're running a two point two six gigahertz processor or something like that. They're uh, they're 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 hot stuff. I I saw one of those yesterday, Excellent. and uh, they're awesome little computers. The American Council of the Blind annually awards approximately twenty scholarships, ranging from one thousand to two thousand five hundred dollars. These scholarships are awarded to vocational, entering freshmen, undergraduate and graduate students who are blind or visually impaired and maintain a 3.3 GPA. 
and are involved in their school and local community. Completed applications must be received by 11.59 on March 1, 2010. Scholarship monies will be awarded for the upcoming academic year. To read scholarship guidelines, visit www.acb.org. For more information, phone the ACB National Office at 800-424-8666. You kind of got the ball rolling with the whole iPhone craze. I mean, I, you you were probably the first person to... Uh, to demonstrate the thing, weren't you? I was the first. Yeah. And let me I tell know. you something. I am still fascinated. I, I cannot get over. And now, now look, let me, let me qualify something here. The iPhone is not perfect. The iPhone is nowhere near perfect. Okay. The iPhone is just as clunky and, <laughs> you know, as any other voice activated mobile phone on the market today. Yeah. I love the iPhone. I literally, I have found more apps than I ever thought I would find accessible. And yes, I was the first person to demonstrate it. I was the first person to go on Sarah Talks uh, Tech Chat Live. I was the first person to tweet about it that we know of. Right. At least I wouldn't follow on any blind people that tweet about it before me. Right. Um, now, Josh and Kara were not far behind. Right. Um, as was Olivia Norman and several others, but I was the first. Yeah, and I actually had the podcast ready before the tweet hmm. started on Twitter, and I have actually been the only podcaster that I know of. Now, if there are others, that's great, and I'd love to know about it. I'm the only one who has featured blind people using their iPhones to actually do the podcast. If you've listened to my show, you've heard Dennis do several podcasts from his iPhone. Yeah. And you've heard Olivia Norman do one from her iPhone. Yep. So we actually podcast from the device. Mm. Yep. And that, to me, is absolutely fantastic. What are you using for a phone now, man? Are you still using your uh, LG? Or yep, I'm, I'm still using that right now. I'm just going to kind of... Kind of bide by time and see what uh, what comes along. Is that the NV2 that you're using? Actually, I'm using the the NV3. What do you think about that? I, did you use the NV2 first? Actually, I did not. Okay. What's the, your opinion of the NV3? Honestly, it works quite well. Um, I mean, and, and I knew going into it this was going to happen. There sure. are times when you kind of get a little heartburn about the fact that you are not using a fully accessible phone. Well, sure. And, I, and especially if you've gone from one. You know, I was using the uh, T-Mobile uh, SDA for a long time with oh. mobile speak. Yeah, but I mean, when you go with Verizon, you don't have a choice. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You use what um, you can get. Right. And you go to Verizon because you get a better contract, better deal. And, and better coverage in better this coverage. area. Oh, yeah. let me tell you. In my hometown, it's Verizon, Verizon, and more Verizon. Yep. When I go up there, my phone's basically on edge, what they call edge, uh -huh. which is, oh, slow, slow, slow service. Yeah. And all these Verizon people, hey, what's the matter with your phone? <laughs> I got at and <laughs> That's what's the matter with it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but the NV3 is pretty awesome-looking phone, man. It, it really is. It does It does a lot, actually. Um, 
you know, be, between the things that it speaks and then the little bit of memorization that you can do to to kind of get around the few places where it where it doesn't. It, sure. Yeah, it's very very usable. You able to do text messaging? I am. Uh, Does it give only, you? Uh, it will tell you, uh, of course, as you're typing, the only thing you cannot do is proofread, and that's kind of one of those heartburn moments. You know, you just kind of have to be careful what you're doing as you're doing it. And hope it comes out right. Exactly. Because you can't go back and review it. Nope. Got it. Yep. Well, I never did that on a Nokia phone anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I typed a text message. If I wanted to go back and review it, I'd go into the word processor. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I'm not asking because you wouldn't know anyway, but I, not uh, about what Apple is going to do in the future, but how do you think the whole accessibility thing, how do you think they've changed the landscape for for blind people, and how do you think that's going to continue? I think they've changed the landscape by including the the screen reader as part of the OS not saying that anybody else won't do that in the future because Linux certainly has. Right. Um, but um, I think that by making it part of the OS, by making a stable computer experience from people for people, I mean, you can use a Mac from start to finish. You can yeah. boot up. <clears throat> you, can, you can have voiceover come on at the login screen. Of course, you can do that in Windows too. Sure. But my point being... When you buy a Mac, you get it home, you turn it on, it comes up and tells you how to use VoiceOver immediately. Yes. You know, hey, if you want to use VoiceOver, do this. If you don't, do this. And you move on. You know, sighted people usually just click off that. And But every Mac has that now. Mm-hmm. And I think that has revolutionized um, the way that we introduce blind people to computers mm-hmm. once you learn to use the Mac the whole user experience um, which is totally different from Windows I know that we have some Mac podcasters who approach it from a different angle and that's fine that's one of the beauties of Mac OS 10 is you have several different options I personally don't teach people the old Windows methods I say forget them Right. Not not because they're bad, not because they're whatever, but they will confuse you. Yeah. Learn to use it from a Mac perspective, from a new perspective, and you won't be confused as to when to hit enter or when to hit tab or when to hit this. But even in the Mac community, we've got people that do it differently. Sure. You got some that use tab, you got some that use the VO keys, you got some that use enter, you got some that use the space bar, you got some that you it doesn't matter. Right. What matters is that your productivity level is at a level which you can maintain constantly and get your job done or make your play fun. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully with the job taking precedence. Right. Um, I think it has given blind people another option. Certainly I think there are plenty of blind people who absolutely love Windows. You know what? That's great. Yep. Um, I think that's fantastic. If, if, if it's what you want to use, if it's what you're comfortable using, there's no reason for you to switch to a Mac. Right. But if you are wanting another alternative, there it is, mm-hmm. as is Ubuntu. You could say the same thing for Ubuntu because OpenOffice and Ubuntu works really well. 
You got wireless connectivity in Ubuntu. You got word processing. You got mail. You got internet. Firefox works great. You know, so I'm not saying Apple will be the only one because I don't think they will. But Apple certainly pioneered the screen reader in operating system type of experience mm-hmm. with Tiger. Yeah. And I, I can't tell you how wonderful it is to walk up to any computer on the planet that's a Mac and a Mac from 05 on, mm-hmm. which most of them are, mm-hmm. plug in a Braille display, wait two seconds, hear, and watch the screen pop up on your Braille display. Mm-hmm. Is it as robust as it could be? No. Uh, but you can make it that way. You can program the keys. Right. Um, does it have some of the advanced features that some Windows screen readers have that maybe one out of every 50 people use? No, it doesn't. Right. But it has generic, all-around, good Braille support. Mm-hmm. can be used anywhere in OS ten. It works fantastically well. And to be able to plug that in or to be able to hook it up via Bluetooth is absolutely amazing, sir. Yeah. And to be able to take a thumb drive with your voiceover settings over to someone's house, plug that thumb drive in their Mac and have your voiceover pop up on their Mac. And then when you're finished, your voiceover is gone when you take your thumb drive out. So they never knew you were there. You know, I'm just saying, of course, they were sitting there with you, but sure. you, didn't leave a, you didn't leave stuff that they had to clean up. Right. I can't tell you how wonderful that is. Yeah. And for a blind person on the go, if you need to take your computer and you don't have, you know, you don't have room, mm-hmm. get a program like Carbon Copy Cloner, copy your hard drive, I mean, copy your computer contents completely, over to that external hard drive or thumb drive using Mac OS X. And the next thing you know, you go to somebody's house, plug it in. Not only do you have your voiceover, you got your computer. Yeah. Now, now come on. That is revolutionary. Now, System Access is, is working on it. Mm-hmm. And System Access is a fantastic pioneering uh, company. For, for mobile lifestyle, whether it be Windows or the iPhone. I mean, look at iBlink Radio for the iPhone. My goodness gracious. Sure. System access to me represents for the Windows world what Apple does for, you know, or I, I call them the Mac of the, of the Windows world. Yeah. They are absolutely revolutionary and they're fine people to boot yeah. at system access. And yeah. uh, so I think all of these guys, Apple, uh, the Linux development team, uh, System Access, all of these people are revolutionizing the way blind people use mobile and portable technology. And neighbor, it's only going to get better. Yeah, it's only going to get better from here. We cannot go back. We can't let these companies go back. Right. This is absolutely ten years ago. In, in the year 2000, would you have ever dreamed of having a completely accessible mobile phone? No. Would you have ever dreamed of having a completely accessible mobile 
organizer. Mm. No, no. I mean, I mean, you had the parrot and you had the, but those were blindness specific. Sure. These are off the shelf. Right. And it's, I think that's, that's the amazing thing. I mean, to be able to, to be able to use my wife's iPod touch. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's only going to get better. I mean, look at system access. Look at, look at where system access was five years ago. Yeah. As compared to where they are now. I mean, was there a system access five years ago? I don't even think so. Right. Uh, Certainly it, not in the form that it is now. I precisely. Mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, five years ago, did you ever think that your operating system would be contained on a thumb drive? Yeah. I mean, you can boot a Mac now from the SD card slot, for goodness sake. That's my point. You've got your choice. Listen to this. You can either boot from the hard drive. You can boot from a network. You can boot from an SD card. You can boot from a compact flash card. You can boot from a DVD. You can boot from a CD. You can boot from a thumb drive. You can boot from an external hard drive. You can boot from another computer functioning as an external hard drive. I mean, really? Yeah. Did you ever dream this would happen five years ago, ten years ago? No. Lady came to our ACB meeting last night and walked up to me and said, Hey, man. Actually, her husband walked up and said, Hey, man, I, my wife was searching through the basement and she found one of these old slates. Old slate and stylus, you know, where the where you actually type the right way on the slate. It, okay. The stylus actually has the hole in the end instead of the point. Yeah. And the dots that are normally on the back of the slate are on the front. So you actually make the holes by, by using the stylus not to poke but to actually – you know, push the paper down gently over the points. Right. So you actually type left to right. Wow. It's odd for a slate because normally you type right to left. But, but this was a very rare slate, and I have it. And she's like, he's like, I know, she knows that you're a slate collector, and she brought you this slate and stylus for, for you to have. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. Here's, 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 here's Mr. Macintosh, Mr. iPhone, Mr. Sony PCMD50, yeah. Mr. Mr. Talking this, talking that, talk, sitting here with a slate. <laughs> and I got about 20 of them. I'm proud of my slate collection. I got the little notebooks over here. I got the, oh, yes, sir, I got a slate collection. It won't quit. Yeah. Anybody out there who's got a New York Point slate that you know of, I want it, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's the irony of old technology. I got, I got old slates in here, man. I still get them out every once in a while and type. Mm. You know, try to try to hammer out a journal entry or something on a slate. Well, it really is exciting times that we live in. Yes. Um, more choices than, like you say, than we could have ever. I mean, when I bought my first computer in the early '90s. Uh, I can remember one computer magazine, Computer Folks with Rich Computer Reed. Folks, Rich yeah. Reed. Yes, it, it, it took it, it, we were actually brought into Computer Folks. We were actually Blind Apple user discussion from uh, American Printing House. Okay. Or Microtalk, you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Microtalk. And yeah. uh, BOD magazine, which was an Apple magazine, Blind Apple user discussion. Mm-hmm. We actually got merged into, because we got it on floppy disk. Ah. It came with all kind of programs and games, and, and they just couldn't do it anymore, so they merged us in with computer folks. So, yeah, boy, that was a great, great, great magazine. Rich Ring did a fantastic job. He did. With, with computer folks. Yep. Now you got podcasts and tutorials and 
how to discussion lists and Twitter. How, how, oh, and like, absolutely! You know. How to not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> face, which sometimes face. is as is important as the how tos. We've had some exciting. Yeah, it, it's amazing, and and you need to just live. You know, this is a time to live. Yep. This is a time to enjoy the the bounty that God is providing for us, and 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 the fact that we are advancing beyond our wildest hopes and dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I mean, I'm, I can't, I can't tell you how excited I am. Number one, that a humble Alabama boy uh, who grew up on what you call the other side of the track and who made his way through school and with a Perkins Braille rider and a Braille and speak 640 uh, or Braille and Squeak, I called it. <laughs> and and then he made his way through the University of Alabama, Tuscaloosa with the, a Braille note and, and graduated and and now is working at Apple. I, I I had many dreams during my life, but I never hoped I never I never built up my hopes to work for a company such as, you know, IBM. Microsoft, Apple, you know, the big name, HP, the big names in computer. I never dreamed or dared to hope that that this humble fellow who means no harm to anyone uh, and certainly is not anyone to be uh, thought of as better or anything like that than anybody else to, to be working at Apple. And I cannot tell you how grateful I am to the blind community that have stood by me. And uh, I can't tell you the number of emails and Twitters I got from people jumping up and down when I got hired. Yeah. Yourself among them. Sure. Um, and I, I, I just want to say a big, huge, huge uh, thank you to the blindness community for believing in me and believing in people like me um, rather than trying to hold us down. Absolutely. And, we're going places. You betcha. We're going places. Um, it's it's just, you know, the hills are steep, the turns are sharp. Hang on for the ride. Make sure your bar is locked. Make sure your seatbelt's full tight. And hang on. That's right. That's right. It's going to be a fun year. Yes, it I, is. I really think it is. Absolutely. I agree. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a fun decade. True. True. Well, Shane, I'd like to thank you for coming on Main Menu, and uh, it's been fun, and you are welcome to come back anytime you want to. Man, I appreciate ACB Radio. I appreciate Main Menu, and I appreciate the job that you have done with it, sir. Um, You and Jeff Bishop and all the gang, you guys are just absolutely awesome. We appreciate the work that you do, and uh, keep it up, and certainly thank you for the the future invite. And anytime you want us on here, just... uh, just ask us to come on. We'll uh, we'll come on. Me or one of the guys, any of us. All right, come on, because we're glad to help you in any way we can. We'll do it. That concludes this edition of Main Menu. We trust you've enjoyed the program. On behalf of Jeff Bishop and the entire Main Menu team. I'm Jamie Pauls, wishing you and yours a great week.